Today is October 12th, and the Yankees have just taken game one of the ALCS. Glaber Torres, the 22-year-old hero, came out with five RBIs. Masahiro Tanaka, playoff Tanaka, was in full force. It was a fantastic game. Let's do it. Let's talk Yanks. Ooh. Recaps galore weekly awards stat lines steaming hot takes your yankees news with these two fine dudes it's time for talking yanks talking yanks with old john boy john boy and jake talking yanks with old john boy john boy and jake what is going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in and hanging out with us. If you're live in Periscope or if you are tuning in tomorrow morning or to later tonight on your podcast app, we appreciate you. We are excited. My name's John Boy. I'm coming to you from New Jersey. I got my co-host, Jake. He's coming to you from Denver. We got a hell of a game to recap here. Ball of nerves. I am not anymore, Jake. I am in full celebration mode for the next couple hours, and then I will calm down and get nervous again. But for now, Let's talk all about this game and this episode of Talking Yanks is brought to you by Andy Asteroids. Yep. And Andre Vasquez. Vasquez. Thank you very much to Andy and Andre. Both names start with A and D. So that's important, I think. And those are our most recent Patreon supporters. $2 a month. You can hang out. We got uh, over... We got over 50 people in the chat, I think, hanging out with us live, uh, being part of the show with us. So go to talk, go to patreon.com slash talking yank. Sign up. It really helps us out. There are other perks, too. I'm too excited to explain them to you. Uh, Jake, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Roy, hello, Jr. I'm doing well, James. Uh, can't script it much better than that. Uh, it's kind of funny. I the the Twitter crowd was fantastic tonight, probably because the Yankee game was fantastic. You you couldn't complain about something if you wanted to. I guess Tanaka getting getting pulled out was the only Twitter was on edge for a minute there. I loved uh, it, but I'm doing good, man. And I know uh, the the reason that Twitter was on edge. I I had a good laugh. Someone tweeted and they were like, "You guys were talking about the only way Tank would stay in is if it's five nothing and Tank's pitching incredible, and that's exactly what happened." Yeah. Um, so that was <laughs> that was the best case. I'm doing good, man. I mean, this game one was a little more important than other game ones uh, with Verlander and Cole coming up. Uh, so yeah, I think I think either way, you know, it's going to be a happy plane ride home. You're playing with a little bit of house money tomorrow, but you could also, uh, I, I mean, look what's going on on the NL side. Uh, you've you've got Washington basically thinking they've won it because they took the first two games and now they're going back home. So it's uh it's great. Glaber three hole we'll get we'll get all of that, but I'm uh I'm doing generally well, Jimmer. How you doing? I'm excited. I uh I avoided my my nerves all day. Did some did some stuff. Got my dad some birthday presents, wa- walked around, made a fun breakdown of Soto. Calmed my nerves and then as soon as I sat down like an hour out, I felt like sick, man. I'm such a loser. I was like, have I yeah. not eaten yet? Uh, do I have, I have a headache? Like, am I, is this, is my nervousness making me feel like this? Or am I actually starting to get sick? At one point I had the chills. So it might actually be sickness, but the nerves didn't help. I, uh, I have an airport run at 4.30 a.m. And it's currently midnight and we got an hour of talking and then I got like an hour of editing. So I'm in a wild ride and then we're doing talking baseball tomorrow morning. So. And I'm talking baseball. I'm gonna have to be much more cool and calm, and like uh, not as crazy pro Yankees. I'm fucking cocky, man. We yeah. we wanted to win one of these two games, right? And Granky was the easy one to peg. Like, let's win that one. It seems easier. I'm greedy. Let's fucking beat Verlander tomorrow. Shock the world, because you know everyone else counted the Yankees out, like because they hate the Yankees mostly, and because they think the, our pitching sucks. I mean, let's fucking shock the world tomorrow and leave Houston up to nothing. Houston looked like they were shocked. They looked like they just got punched in the face and had no idea what to do. And they, they never recovered throughout the whole game. Like tank just fucking slaughtered those guys. And then, and then like all the hard hits, even, even they were going for outs at first, but it was like, this is going to add up to something in the end. 
It looked like they got looked like they got punched in the mouth and did they did not react. Yeah, I mean Judge Judge hit a ball to the track. Our two our two hardest hit line drives turned into three outs. <laughs> uh so it, it felt like it was coming and then and then the storm finally came to a degree. And yeah, man, I mean you start the brain starts spinning pretty hard. Um, you know, we're we'll be seeing Grinky again. Um and I, I don't think there's any there's not a fear factor against him. You respect that he's a talented baseball player, but there's not a fear factor with Granky. You know you're gonna have opportunities. Um, I, I think one of the things you mentioned you were an hour out and you became a mess. For me it was a half hour out. I uh I was like, I gotta I gotta do so. I, I went to the steam room really quickly and just like sweat and put on like what I consider hype music, which is like basically Lizzo, which is pretty pathetic. So you in the um, sauna listening to yeah. Lizzo. If you, yeah, what's if your you sauna outfit? We need you to know your sauna outfit. This is important. Uh, I went bathing suit, and, and that's it. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I was I was d- dancing around in there pretty good. Um, <laughs> getting hype. No, was, <laughs> I mean you mentioned getting sick is loser stuff. That's that's what was going on over here. Thirty's been treating you real weird. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm one of the worst thirty year olds you'll ever meet. I just go to the DMV and fail at everything. But um, yeah, man. So I I had this freak out moment where I was like, you know what? I I got to look into 2017. And actually, one one of my buddies who's an extended friend, I used to work with him, and he's he's uh, I don't know, he's a loose baseball guy. He's very supportive of what we're doing. Um, and he's like, hey, are the Yankees better from 2017? Are the Is Houston better? And off the top of my head, I was like, I think both teams have improved since 2017. Well, I Yankees the- are incredibly better. And it's it really is impressive when you go through it. And obviously the Glaber you're going to talk about. Greg Bird was our starting first baseman. It's now DJ LeMayhew. Bird um, was good Todd- in those playoffs, though. But yes. Right, DJ's but better. it's DJ LeMayhew. Yeah, it's DJ's um, better. Todd Frazier, Gio Urshela. Um, technically it's Giancarlo over Brett in center, um, DH, uh, Headley and someone else was splitting time at DH that series and batting last. Um, and now our DH is Edwin Encarnacion, the only player since 2012 who's had 30 homers in each season. I got stats if I need them, but I don't normally Starlin go Castro. there. Glaber uh, yeah. over Starlin. Glaber over Starlin. I mean, that's that's the one that would be highlighted today. But even, I mean, Tanaka and Sevi are kind of same. Uh, it was CC versus Paxton. I think you could say where Paxton's at now is over 2017 CC, and the bullpen's got more depth. And we went to seven games with that team. We lost in Game Seven, and we lost two one-run games in that series. So going through some of that stuff, I got myself hyped up. And, Jim, I think this is something we see more so in football than baseball before we get into the games is that I, I feel like you see, you know, uh, they'll be hyping some team up and they'll be like, oh, the Baltimore Ravens defense, man. You don't want to see these guys. And they'll be playing a team like the Philadelphia Eagles who have a good defense of their own and you see them dominate. And then after the game, the Philly defensive guys come out and they'll say, yeah, we heard them talking about that Baltimore defense all week, and it pissed off our guys. I think that might happen with the Yankees pitching staff this week because everyone's like, well, these offenses are pretty well matched. Defensively, they're pretty well matched. The Yankees have the bullpen, and Houston's got the starting pitching. I'm picturing Tanaka, Paxson, and Sevy being like, fuck you guys. We're actually pretty good. <laughs> Tanaka faced the minimum through six. Yeah. The minimum amount of batters. Got a tricky line in the burn about that. All right, let's get to the burn. The burn is brought to you by... Tired of crowded grocery stores? Thrive Market is here for you. Offering everything from healthy snacks to organic wine. Thrive Market brings you food as it should be. Real ingredients, environmentally friendly, and delicious. Thrive wants to make healthy living easy for you, so they're offering a free trial and 25% off your first order by going to bit.ly forward slash save on Thrive. That's bit.ly forward slash save on thrive. Two frogs. Two frogs brought you this burn on your mark. Get your sets and burn. 
Game 1 of the 2019 ALCS, a rematch of 2017. The New York Yankees and Masahiro Tanaka versus the Houston Astros and Zach Morris Grinke as he hope he doesn't need to get saved by the bell from the Yankees offense. Some good defense and some bad luck has a scoreless until top four. I don't know about you. I'm feeling 22. Glaber Torres RBI double makes it one nothing after four. Top six, shake that healthy butt. Glaby got back. Into the Crawford boxes, two nothing fight in Glaber's. Giancarlo, let the rhythm take you over, Giancarlo. Solo shot to deep right. Three nothing <laughs> in the seventh, Jim. Bases hucked. The kid, the Venezuelan victor, Gracias de Caracas, two RBI single. It's 5 nothing. By the way, Tanaka was the Masa hero this city needed. Like a criminal with a good lawyer, Tank faced the minimum Astros through six. Yanks get religious with Geo to God going yard late. And sure, Glaber knocks in his fifth ribby of the day. Tank to Otto to Britain to Johnny Ells, who hands one out to Houston. Yanks win 7 nothing final. Ooh, Johnny Ells, who hands one out to Houston. Lol, zing at the end. Mm. Zing. Bang. Zing. Uh, Jake, there was another line I liked in the middle that I forget. Okay. Read it back. Let me tell you. No, it was um, after. it was after Taylor Swift. After Taylor, oh yeah, I got a new Glaber one. I, no, I was pretty happy. No, I what, said shake, shake that healthy butt. Glaby got back. I liked that. No, what I what I, I forgot how much I liked the whisper after Giancarlo. Let the rhythm. <laughs> yeah, you got to keep the song going. A lot of people would cut that off. <laughs> Solo shot. Ah, <laughs> oh, dude. Where the hell do you want to start? Where do you want to go? Like, let's talk about Tanaka and and the, and the pitching. Yeah. Let's just go Tanaka. Um, fuck that. Let's go through the game. Opens up, okay. and the Yankees are hitting the ball hard into bad luck. And I'm thinking, oh, shit. We saw the Minnesota do this against us in game three, where they were just hitting on the screws. Nothing went their way. Then we saw the Astros do this to the Rays in game four. Nothing went their way. And then after Judge tattoos that ball, which had a 740 expected batting average in the first inning, and it just drops casually into Springer's glove. And then Gardner's double play, rocket on the 3-2 pitch down the line for the double with the runner on first. Nope, just a double play. Then later on, yep. Gio Urshela hammers one. Bregman makes a fantastic leaping catch. I'm thinking, fuck, is it our turn to just get absolutely fucked all game. It happened to the Twins. It happened to the Astros. Now it's our turn. And when Judge turned that double play on Bregman is when I, I think we had a one nothing lead or a 2 nothing lead. I, I kind of smiled and I was like, no, we're good. We're, we're good. That was the turning point in my mental brain of this game. When Judge did that and Bregman kind of slips and they get that double play, that was my first moment where like, ah, fuck yeah. Yeah, that was that was one nothing. That was bottom five. So Tank Tank was pretty cruising by then, but he gave up the walk to Bregman, where the umpire missed the first pitch, which was a strike. So you were yeah. like, okay, was this was this kind of what Houston needed? Bregman gets on leadoff runner, a walk, and then yeah, Judge uh, shows off what he was doing. And I know um, you you and Joe Buck are the most hated baseball people in America these days. Um, but it, it, it looked good on Buck because he was telling in the early innings, he was like, you know, people don't know how good Aaron Judge is defensively, and then he does that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that was, you know, the Yankees were having their, oh, shit, are we getting screwed? Mm -hmm. But everything you mentioned was also the first time through the order. So for yeah. me, it was like, okay, first time through the order, you know, if we keep doing that, they're gonna it's going to start happening. Um, and Houston, I mean, they had a couple, uh, I mean, that, ju that ball judge caught, not a lot of guys even catch that. Um, yeah. uh, you know, the, they had a couple, they had a couple hard hit balls that were caught too. Um, but then they didn't cause Tanaka was incredible. Dude, he was so good. You know, he only threw 19 fastballs. 
He only uses yeah, his of- fastball as a high pitch to then set up the low slider or low splitter. It's just to change the eye level pitch. Like he never intends anything to happen with his fastball besides a ball. Well, and he was throwing them for strikes early. I think I think a couple of the Houston batters were surprised. The first he was starting the open, at bats with yeah, them. open the game with it a couple times, but for the majority of it, it's a setup pitch only. He only threw nineteen. His splitter was there, and he spent all season working on his slider, which I think we like joked about a lot during the regular season. Like, hey, if he ever gets his splitter back, well, now he's got two elite pitches because he's been working on this slider, and that. Came to fruition tonight. He's got the lowest ERA for any postseason pitcher that has started seven games, which is not as frugazy as the Strasburg four game. Seven games is a little more. He's got a one three two ERA in the postseason. And if you didn't believe in postseason Tanaka up until today, you're a fool. Go look yourself in the bathroom mirror, draw lipstick all over your face, call yourself a crown, and then punch yourself in the face because you're an idiot. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. It it felt good because the playoff start stats have been there and now are being added on um, to the point that you should have blind confidence in playoff Tanaka. Hasn't given up more than two runs in any of his seven playoff starts. It's incredible. Um, but also, Jim, we, we've been doing this. Well, I've been doing it a little more hardcore than you. I mean, Jakey Butterknife's a little bit. Um, you know, I was doing the, hey, if you take out the London game and, and if you take out that one Red Sox start where he fell off the night, Tanaka had a really good year. <laughs> he was an all-star. Tanaka basically had two bad starts that made him not a pitcher in the mid-threes ERA-wise. And in the playoffs, he just turns it on. And we've, um, you know, not to go too far around the league, but, like, there's guys that can just do it better in the playoffs. Adam Wainwright. Um and there's guys that can't do it as well in the playoffs, Clayton Kershaw. Um, so we we saw that today. Tanaka was incredible, and that's when I that whole weird NFL defense analogy I did. I was like, "Damn!" I mean, you know, Tanaka's sitting there with one of the better playoff ERAs you'll find, and all the talk has been how bad the Yankees' starting pitching is. Uh, and homeboy went off. Yeah, love that dude. Yeah. He didn't even really show any emotion. It was just easy peasy. Like, we didn't see him get fired up. We didn't see him angry at himself at all. Like, it was the most content Tanaka outing ever because that's how good he was. Yeah. And I think, yeah, he's a perfectionist and he was essentially perfect. So he was, he was okay with himself. Yeah. Um, and I, I think let's, I, I think we can round off the pitching actually pretty quickly before we get into to the lineup and might as well while we're here. The Tanaka decision for him to come out, um, you know, sixth inning, they're, they, or seventh inning, they're up five nothing. And it's okay. Tanaka had thrown what? How many pitches? Was 68. High 60s? 68. 68 pitches. He's gotten through the Houston Astros in order. Um, they're at the top of the order, and they end up taking Tank out. What were your initial thoughts? What were, are your follow-up thoughts? Loved it then. Love it now. I mean, okay. the starting pitcher is going to go twice through the order, and then we are going to go to our bullpen because our bullpen is our weapon. Our bullpen right. is like, okay, you made it to level two. Now you get these weapons. Right. If the starter can make it through the lineup twice, then we get, okay, let's level up. Boom. Bring in the big wow. guns. Game so, or John boy. That, oh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I was, I don't, and I love Tanaka. And I think if Tanaka went out, he probably would have done well. But save the bullets. They, they got to see him again in another game probably. So don't give him extra time to prepare because it's, it's not part of our strategy. I'm bought yeah, in and that the bullpen is our strategy. The 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 only thing that it, it's still a weird feeling to see a starting pitcher doing that well and having them come out of the game. Um and it's it's okay to be like, damn, that that kind of sucks. Um the the couple things that I ended up and the other thing was if you're Houston and they take Tanaka out, yeah, our bullpen's good, but they are so happy that Masahiro Tanaka is out of the game. Um, so so those are the two negative thoughts. Here's where I landed on, and I, I, I felt pretty strongly about this, was A, 
Um, you get Tanaka out of there. It's a win, and like you said, they're gonna see Tanaka's gonna get another start in this series. If you let Houston come up that third time, maybe they get something going against them. Right now, the next time Tanaka's on the mound, they're gonna come out and still be shell shocked. Um, yeah, they don't know what to do with him right now. We left them in a state of confusion with him. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that they end up bringing in Adovino was a, it was a somewhat lower leverage situation for Adovino, who we think is a giant X factor this series with all of the Astros right-handed batters. He comes in and he semi gets a confidence boost with the double play ball to get out of it. Um, but he can be such a huge weapon against Springer, Altuve, Bregman, and Correa. And then the other thing that people were tweeting at me, and I'm interested to get your thoughts on it, with it being 68 pitches, do you think Tank's available for game four? I tweeted that too, getting people's opinions. I was just, I was just thinking, is it a thought? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think they will do it because uh, you have to use a bullpen day anyway. You know, I, I, I you only do that if you have two pitchers that can do it. Like in 09, CC and Pettit both went on short rest. And they were both veterans and had kind of done that before. Um, if Paxton's not going to do it, then you have to bullpen day anyway. And it depends on the situation. If we're down 2-1, maybe, Jake, maybe. But I don't know if okay. t- Tank's ever pitched on three, three rest. You know, what pissed me off about the responses to mine is everyone's like, Tanaka's better on, you know, he's terrible on short rest. And it's like right. Michael K, who I like Michael, he's very friendly to us. He hammered that into the fan base's head so hard without ever actually having the data. It is barely different. Tanaka on yeah. four days rest and Tanaka on five days rest. Some of the peripherals, peripheral, peripherals are different, but the results are like exactly the same. This would be three days rest. So it would be a whole new animal. Um, I don't think so. I think it's a conversation if we're down two one and Tanaka comes up to Boone and says, yes, I'm good to go. Then it's it's yeah, it's, it's now a question. Whereas if you went 80, 90, it's not a question at all. The the only thing that I might change your mind with, Jim, is that if he if he were to pitch game four instead of game five, you have him available for game seven. If he's available for game four, like if he's feeling good. Right. Then I'm I'm not against it. Uh, we'd have to be down. If we're up two one or three oh, no. If we're down two one I'd ask Tank how he feels. So we get out of Vino. Canely got loose. He didn't come in and pitch. Uh, Britain does Britain things and Johnny L's because we're up 7 nothing. Anything else about the pitching? Nope. I, some people were tweeting at me saying, why would you use Britain up 5 nothing? It's a seven-game set with two games and then an off day. I would yeah. not have cared if they used Chapman. I wouldn't have. I would have used Johnny L's once we got those second runs. But if Boone's like, Chapman hasn't thrown in forever... I just need to get him working. Now Chapman has to pitch tomorrow, basically. I mean, it's almost no matter what the score is, Chapman has to get an inning in tomorrow. He's four days off with an off day coming up, and you never know. So I think Chapman's got to get an inning tomorrow. I'm I'm fine. Dude, I've been in lockstep with Boone this whole postseason, and I'm not forcing myself to agree with him. I just agree with how he's using the bullpen. Be aggressive. And and not for nothing. I mean, we're we're almost hyper analyzing it because I mean, this is four playoff games. And I mean, what was the tightest game so far at the end of the day? Uh, Minnesota game one or Minnesota or Minnesota game three. This one for a while. Yeah, I, I, and I mean it was, but uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> and it's 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 pretty easy to press a lot of the right buttons when Masir Tanaka goes through the order, uh, in order. Uh, but no, I, the the guys that came out of the bullpen, it it worked out and seemed right. Um, yeah, Johnny Els, good for you, kid. Yeah, I mean, and Katie Katie Sharp told us on last episode that they they don't like the velocity, and we said maybe that means Johnny Lasagna gets some innings. He's the first out. You know, it wasn't Lions. It wasn't CC. It was Johnny L's finish us out. Wasn't Sessa. He throws fast yeah, too. And, hey, and how come? That's an interesting. I'd never thought that until right now. How come it wasn't Sessa? How come it was Lasagna? Well, I think what we saw at the end of the game there, we saw them bring in Brian Abreu, who's a young pitcher for them. 
uh, who's got a lot of arm talent. I, I think what we saw at the end of the game was <laughs> both teams testing out these young guys. So if the Yankees need Johnny Lasagna in the third inning of a bullpen game and, and game five, they might have a little bit of confidence in him. I think Houston was doing the same thing with James uh, and Brian Abreu. Those are two young, talented guys that if they can build up their confidence, I mean, we've seen it in playoff series before. Um, if you're the hot gun, you're the hot gun. Did you see that uh, Presley was tipping their pitches and Judge was hiding it from the camera? I tweeted it out. Uh, it's pretty It's pretty funny. I tweeted out the GIF. They have still shots of Presley in his set motion, and they're showing Judge the pictures, and he turns around and sees the cameras on them and then hides the cameras, and then they go out and, like, DJ or DD, DJ, Judge all just get hits, and then Glaber gets the hit, the base is loaded. Um, so that's cool. I tweeted it out. I, I felt, I, I was thinking like, should I not tweet this out? Because then the whole world knows maybe no one else caught it. And I was like, well, I don't think it'll get to Houston now, but maybe it will for next time. If Presley wow. shuts us down next time, cause he changed the way he's tipping his pitches. You blame me. Yeah. John boy basically working for Houston now. So that's a development. Well, it didn't get um, to him in time cause he got lit up. Yeah, and the, uh, I, I mean, Presley, and, and this was kind of something, and maybe this will transition us into the hitting. Uh, that was all with two outs. Um, Gary grounds out, Urshela strikes out, so there's two outs. DD single, DJ single, Judge single, and then Glaber uh, with the bases loaded hit, which we saw the Yankees later in the season. They had a lot of these, like, uh, two outs, no, no action on the bases, and then they put together a rally where, a lot of teams are ready to cave in. Okay, let's get it next inning. Um, the Yankees slapped it around a little. I mean, what was it? Three straight, three straight singles, and then what should have been a single by Glaber. He he gets the double out of because of, of Springer. But I think it's um, ruled a single. A and, it was ruled a single. And oh yeah. Hand. So I mean, think about that. When when people are talking about the Yankees and saying their generic statements on you know massive radio station yeah their pitching's not there they're the yankees they're gonna try to hit homers how about four straight singles yeah in your face is radio show hosts in your face popular radio show hosts eat shit jake calm down that one i think okay yeah at the end there you got carried away all right Ottavino comes in which i like like you said it was a softer part of their lineup uh well no, it wasn't, he actually. came in for the goods. Yeah, he came in for good. That leverage was a little less. Yes. It was Springer fine. Springer flies out. Brantley singles on a ground ball to Giancarlo Stanton. Then he twirls two double play balls in a row. The one of the bad notes, Didi and Glaber completely mishap one. And that's I wasn't worried about the game. Even if one run scored, I didn't think the game was ever going to be out of hand in the seventh inning there when that happened. But I was just worried about Ottavino because everything that yeah. goes wrong seems to affect him twice as much as it affects other pitchers on the staff. I think what happened there was Glaber and D and Didi, and this is pure speculation on my end. I think the call was any ball up the middle, Glaber takes himself. And Glaber saw that ball as not up the middle and on Didi's side, and Didi saw that ball as up the middle, so they both didn't take it. It was on Didi's side, so Didi should have taken it. Yeah, and it's uh, it it is pretty lucky that we get to kind of shrug it off. But yeah, that was a uh, that was a low light. Lucky, and Ottavino did his job. Ottavino's pitches looked better as well. They're, they're they looked pretty good. Yeah, know what the frisbee's been there all year when Ottavino was dominant. His fastball, because for lefties, that was a brutal pitch. It would start inside on you and clip the corner um, at 94, and it felt like he hadn't been using that as much or maybe it didn't feel like it was there, but he had a couple really nice ones today. Yep. Yeah, that was huge. So many defensive plays, man. I mean, the double play by Judge, I already said it, the double play by uh, Urshela, so many good defensive plays. It's fantastic. And DJ over there picking them all. Yeah, that's uh, I was I was having some fun. Lindsey Adler said that Voight was working on his defense at first base before the game. A little, a little too late, Luke. Um, 
But DJ, man, he had like three significant picks today. The judge double play ball, which you mentioned settled your heart. Uh-huh. Um, that yeah. was a huge play in the game. The Glaber double play uh, that, that Glaby bounced over there. And what was it, Didi's like first throw early in the game? Oh, that throw did not settle my heart. That throw gave me no. anxiety. No, no, no. You know what that throw looked like? That throw looked like last season when he was playing with a torn ligament in his arm and he was yeah. just spiking balls against the Red Sox. And we were like, what's wrong with Didi? And then they're like, well, he needs Tommy John. He played through it. It was like, damn. But he, but he made throws the rest of the night that were fine. So I'm not trying to yeah. say he's, I'm not trying to say he's hurt. Throw. It just looked like that. Him, him, him and Urshela flexed the cannon a couple times. Jim, I'm sick of pitching in defense. Can oh, we yeah. talk bats a little bit? Can we talk bats? In a little DJ, bit, wait, hold on. Talking offense is brought to you by three. Frogs. All right, three frogs. Time to talk offense. DJ, I'll I'll run through the box score real quick, and then we'll we'll pick out who we want to discuss. DJ had two hits and a walk. He was on base three times. Judge had two hits and some loud outs. Glaber, you know, had three hits. Jesus. So the top three. We're on base. I'm not a math guy, but that's eight times. The top three hitters were on base eight times. Edwin uh, had a walk but looked lost. Mabin or Stanton, two hits, home run. Uh, Gardner lost. Gary Sanchez had a little blue pit, uh, uh, one hit. Uh, Urshela had two hits and some loud outs. Didi had one hit, sparked a rally. So where do you want to start? Yeah. You want to start with DJ or you just want to start with Glaber? Well, I want to start with DJ just because where we ended the last segment, we're like, man, those those LeMahieu picks at first were pretty big. Uh, yeah, so he's got three significant picks that we can rattle off off the top of our head, and he just goes two for four. He scored three runs. Um, with a walk. <laughs> the, you, you know, the story of this game, you know, people are, you're going to hear so much about Glaber. You're going to hear so much about Tanaka you're even going to hear about judge because of the big throw and the big man <laughs> DJ LeMayu top of the lineup two for four three runs a walk and great defense at first base yeah his third best defensive position <laughs> yeah well good job DJ but you don't get talked about yeah. today I'm sorry I mean and he ju- doesn't want you to so that's perfect judge had two hits he had a rocket off the bat loud out and that play in right field so I mean like in another universe judge could be a top three player in this game and he's not who's your who's your top three uh you just said glaber tanaka dj oh wow you got dj over judge damn he beefing those picks man double play though well uh, dj's part of that he's a part of that um yeah and i i know yankee fans are going to roast um, John Smoltz this whole series because he is he's can be a little tough. Um, the the one thing where I was like, "Yo, Smoltz, you're being atrocious right now." He was basically talking about Aaron Judge like he's a bad hitter. He's like, "Oh, Aaron Judge in those low balls, he really struggles." And it's like, <laughs> he's pretty good. <laughs> um, he's, he'll swing over one every now and then. And he also gets two hits every game. So why don't you? Yeah. Your butt? Uh, I I that, that was the only thing that fully triggered me with Smoltzy. You know what? Uh, I watch the games, and I have a million things going on. I'm live giffing. I have Sterling calls going on. I'm doing Periscope. I don't really listen to the announcers that much. Like very sporadically, I'm actually tuned into them. But I get, I look at my mentions on Twitter. That's what I'm following. Like my mentions, and I get so many people complaining about Smoltz that I hate him. And I didn't listen. To, I didn't like hear anything he said. Really, it. I mean, it feels like, and I don't know. I mean, he was on the Braves. They, they lost to the Yanks. Maybe there's a little something rooted in there. But, yeah, he's he's a little negative. And he, he, he was basically, he was talking about Judge like Judge is an automatic out if you, if you can throw a low strike. And it's like, no way. Dude. dude, well, he's a pitcher. So he's watching the game thinking, yeah, I, know how I, I know how I could get this guy out. And then he's trying to, like, yeah. not actually say that. Yeah, and you you can hear a little bit of that. Um, he did in Judge's last at bat. He came back a little bit because Judge spit on like three straight sliders. Um, I think it was a Brayu out of the pin before he hit the three zero single. Um, and Smoltz he did go. He goes, 
Oh, yeah. If if you're a pitcher and Judge spits on those pitches, you're feeling bad. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, that was talking smalts. In the first inning, Glaber Torres, I, I tweeted about it because he had a 1-0 pitch, and it was a ball from Granky High, and he swung and missed. Very aggressive. Their plan was clearly be aggressive. I think we'll see the same thing tomorrow with Verlander. As Katie Sharp told us, that's the strategy with these pitchers. You want to get them before they get you deep in the count. So they were very – what's that? It's the catch-22 of these guys have such good put-out pitches that working the count is basically not worthwhile because if you have – even if you see four pitches and it's 2-2, you are not in the driver's seat. Yeah, so that's what they clearly were aggressive. And I thought Glaber was overly aggressive in that Granky count. When he got him to two strikes, Granky didn't throw anything in the zone. He fouled too often, swung and missed. And I was like, damn, that's kind of a bummer. When Glaber comes up in the fourth inning uh, with runners on, he swings first pitch, doesn't change his approach, stays aggressive, got the curveball, and he was basically sitting on it and hammers it for a double to break open the game. So I liked, I liked that he stayed aggressive, even though it didn't work out the first time. I was like, nah, I'm swinging, baby. And he's probably feeling so fucking good about himself. So why not swing? Yeah, this... Uh, <laughs> if, if Glaber keeps it up at this pace, you'll probably never see Glaber Torres batting not <laughs> top three ever again. <laughs> ever again. Um so that's that's something, but uh, yeah, an incredible game by Glaby. Oh, I'm um, not done, not done. Okay. In his third at bat, Jake, in the top of the sixth inning, Judge flies out. Right, Glaber steps into yeah. the plate, first pitch swinging again, homers. Now the Yankees yeah. lead two nothing. Stays aggressive, and I don't know why. I don't remember that pitch. I don't know why it was ninety thrown mile in per hour fastball down the pipe. I don't yeah, why like he's clearly there everyone's swinging first pitch. Why what are you doing? Glaber hammers that one. Um we'll stay on Glaber now. All right. So I love that he's staying aggressive. Next time up, he takes the first pitch, actually, Jake. He's like, they're probably wised up. They're probably not gonna throw him a strike. Takes it, it's a ball. Called strike, swinging strike. So he takes two, then he he takes two more to get himself into the three, two count. And I was live. And when Minnesota had Glaber three, two with the bases loaded in, in the, the game, one of the LDS, that pitcher, he was sitting fastball. The pitcher threw him a curveball and he spoiled it. I think it was Duffy or Barrios. I forget this time. Same thing. This pitcher throws him a curveball. I think he's sitting fastball again, but he recognizes it because he's so fucking good. Throws his bat at it. I thought it was going to get caught easily. I was misjudging every ball off the bat while I was watching this at home, and it drops in. Glaber is phenomenal any way you break it down. Like Whether he's attacking first pitch or he's got to react, whether he's guessing curve first pitch and he smashes it for a double or he's sitting 3-2 and he's got a sitting fastball but has to react to the curve, he gets the job done. He's crazy. Yeah, and that uh, in, in the bases loaded at bat, that that 2-2 slider he spit on was pretty incredible. That's, that's exactly what the pitcher was trying to do and would do it <laughs> 10 out of 10 times again if they could, and not many people can lay off of it. Um, and I do want to... Uh, you mentioned all the first pitch hunting. The Astros are a team that are really good at first pitch hunting too, and Tanaka was incredible. The the sliders to Altuve, um, to Springer, Bregman, uh, working in the splitter uh, second time through for the first pitch, that uh, that was another reason why he was so special tonight. Um, and, yeah, Gleyber Torres, um, that, I mean, it's, it's, it's out. Cat's out of the bag. He's 22. We traded him for Chapman at the deadline. He's very good. And he's so very good. good at doing interviews and shit. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the other offensive highlight is Giancarlo Stan homers on a 3-2 pitch. You you kind of boxed out another. Gio went yard in this game. <laughs> yeah, not, not after Stan. You're right. But, I, I mean, even when you went through the, you were like, yeah, Gio went two for four. He uh, <laughs> Gio Urshela homered. And he got robbed once. He hit yeah. the ball hard. Uh, Stan's homer felt so good for him, dude. People, uh, 
it. Uh, people people hate Stanton so much. Some guy on Twitter was like, what is Stanton doing when he swung at that first pitch fastball that was right down the middle and just missed it a little bit? Like, yeah. We got a little too much air under it. He was right on it. He just missed it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't any like, are we going to, that's what I said to the guys. Like, are you going to complain about when any Yankee just misses a pitch or is this just Stanton hate? Because it's just Stanton hate. So happy he got a home run. Everyone that hates on this dude for no reason, go fuck themselves. It's really pissing me off. And I mean, if if you if you don't think it's actually happens or whatever, you're like, oh, you're exaggerating it. I'll you I'll put you on my forward stand hate tweet list. I'll just forward all the tweets I get that hate him for no reason to. And yeah, maybe let's start uh, start exposing those people a little bit. Um, yeah, and I. You know, little pat on the back. I don't know if you realize in the pregame show what I did on the Homer draft today, but we'll we'll talk about that a little more on tomorrow's pregame show. Check it out, by the way. Apps, YouTube, um, Patreon, uh, uh, YouTube again. YouTube again. Yeah, uh, Stan looks locked in, man. He he had a couple of those good, those locked in Stan foul offs. Um, and yeah, man, you you saw the light bulb go off on my head in the pregame show where it's like, damn, like again, all, all the guys we go through, Giancarlo Stanton could, with five hot games, he could be the ALCS MVP and like, it shouldn't surprise people. This dude won the NL MVP. He's so good. Um, so yeah, be on the Stanton train. Be on the Stanton train. It's a, it's a better time. Cheer for everyone. Should we? There's two negatives. On the Yankees lineup right now. Yeah. Um, Gardy Gardy looked lost, and Edwin had kind of an Edwin day. Gardy looked lost, and we'll see how it goes tomorrow. Uh, Verlander, I think, has Gardner's... No, no. does Gardner have good numbers versus Verlander? It's either he has good numbers, like surprisingly good, or he's terrible numbers. I want to say surprisingly good, but I'll let you get into him. But, I mean... He looked bad. I mean, but, but you know what? A couple of them were pitches that he didn't think were strikes so he didn't swing at and they were borderline and they just didn't go his way but he definitely looked lost um one there was game a couple though, not borderline he took too that was like oh there was when early on there was one right down the middle like a for a strike two and i was like you usually swing at that dude yeah i got a i heard a i heard a a, a rumor that there was an elder, older man wearing one of our Let Brett Bang shirts in the clubhouse, and Brett saw it and said, where'd you get that? Nice. So maybe that just fucking threw him for a loop. My face on yeah. a shirt? What the fuck? If Brett Gardner has a bad day tomorrow, how loud is the Hicks stuff going to get? I hope not, man. The fan base, come on. Let's... let's... But... If if we win again and Gardner isn't out there, then you can easily say he's there for defense. We don't know if Hicks can throw. I don't know. Um, come on, I, I don't think that. I don't. I think Brett Gardner will be locked back in tomorrow. I mean, he's going to be there tomorrow. I'm saying if he has a bad day, it's it's going to get loud. But we have um, no idea what Hicks is. Like they need to. Okay, Gardner right, has you a. To, you have you have to assume Hicks is something because he's on the team. They have Hicks over Luke Voigt and Tyler Wade. I would have I would have pinch hit Hicks at the end there. Yeah. For Maven or even Judge. Just see what you got. I don't know why they didn't. That's what weirds me out. It's perfect time. Up seven nothing. Yeah. I don't know. I, so no, someone someone tweeted what, at me, nobody maybe knows what the Hicks situation is. Someone tweeted at me, maybe that maybe they don't want Hicks in the field at all, and he's only there to pinch hit for Stanton or pinch hit for someone at like the end of the game, or maybe he pinch hits, then Mabin goes in pinch hits for Gardner. And then Mabin goes into the outfield, but that doesn't make any sense. No, I mean, they, that, yeah, I'm just throwing, he was throwing to Boone. I mean, it's right now it's just rumor mill. Cause we have no idea. <laughs> I think we could all <laughs> send out three different theories. Um, I don't know if, if Gardy, if Gardy looks like he did today, I don't know if it's going to be loud within the Yankees. Obviously, the internet's going to be loud about it because they want to see Hicks. But, Jimmy, I mean, I, I think the safest assumption is that Hicks can play defense. Um, I, and I just think that's where it gets tricky because, okay, 
if Brett Gardner and Aaron Hicks can both it are only in there for defense, I mean Hicks wins out. Maybe. Got a good point by Jenny in the chat. To be fair, Gardner got robbed on that line drive, and if that's a g- double, we're having a much right. different conversation. Double down the line, we're we're probably not having that. But yeah, you take take two strike threes, and now it is a convo. Brett Gardner's numbers versus Verlander are pretty pedestrian, which is good. They're two sixty batting average, three thirty on base percentage. Yeah, in fifty seven plate appearances. So go give Verlander hell, foul some off. Tough at bats. Tough at bats. Um, Edwin, I'll tell you what the problem with is with Edwin is Jake. Uh, tell me. Against Minnesota, that game three with Odorizzi, they were spitting on everything. They were working the count. That was the game plan against Minnesota, right? The only yeah. person that wasn't doing that was Edwin. He was like, "No, I'm going to go up and hit the ball," and it worked for yeah. a couple games, right? But going the, rogue. I'm going, but third game. So now, if the if the team gets together and like our strategy is to attack and swing early, Edwin's like, oh, oh, oh you want to see some early swings? Uncle Edwin's going to get you some early swings, and then he just fucking sucks and swings at every, literally swings at everything, and he's out. So yeah, and it was funny. He, I mean, his first at bat, he lines out to right, and his second at bat, he um. It, it was like an ass backwards at bat. He like laid off the good pitches and then the bad pitches he like really struggled with. And it was like, what are you doing, Eddie? Um, but yeah, not still no doubt in my mind. I feel like at Edwin in those Crawford boxes, I think tomorrow might link up. Okay. Uh, to round this out, who, what's your thoughts on the Astros? Tank handled them so well. I really don't have that many opinions. Their bullpen's bad, man. Um, I mean, I know the strategy for Verlander is attack early because that's how you can score runs against Verlander. But working the count and getting him out, I mean, the bullpen's bad, but I still think they're going to attack early. Uh, Lineup-wise, that fucker Tucker looks like a lefty DJ, so lengthy and tall in the box. Yeah. We'll see if he gets the start again. He did have one of the only hits or the only hit Tanaka gave up was Kyle Tucker. Yeah. And I mean, uh, Paxton, Paxton lefty on lefty. Maybe you don't see Tucker tomorrow. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Well, for, 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 for talking Astros, we'd be saying, um, a Verlander coming off a bad playoff start, um, where everyone was talking about him being old and, and not being able to do short rest anymore. He's fully rested at home. Um, you're 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 feeling really good about Justin Verlander, and the lineup. I mean, yeah, you just I, I think you're washing your hands and you're saying, yeah, that Tanaka guy had our number to gay. Let's let's get one. Let's win one, and then we have Garrett Cole on Game Three. They're they're uh they're not feeling like the Cardinals are now that the Cardinals basically got one hit back to back days. No, Astros can weather this storm easily. Yeah. So Yankees still got to win. Presley is an interesting note um, because he's supposed to be their third best guy coming out of their bullpen, and he's not going to have it against the Yankees. Well, he's also tipping their pitches. Um, Yeah, his second half of the season, I mean, he was pedestrian. Um, So right now for them, it's Smith and Ozuna on the back end. So, I mean, I think that just becomes really interesting, and we're talking about strategy a little bit. and I, I mean, James might have jumped him today because his stuff is dirty. Um, but yeah, if you can work the the count on either Verlander or Cole and get them out by six, hell, the seventh inning, two innings of Astro bullpen is going to be must watch TV. Yeah. Yep. All right. One final note because I love it. The chat, Jake. The live viewers. The patrons. We got seventy people watching this whole Ooh. time. Absolutely amazing. Love you guys. Uh, let me find who had the theory. Sean McLaughlin. Great theory. Edwin knew this game was locked up. He let the rest right. of the offense do the work and he rope a doped Houston the whole time into thinking into thinking they know how to pitch to Edwin now by taking right. those fastballs down the middle and chasing the pitches away. And tomorrow Edwin's just gonna smoke the fastballs down the middle that they think he's gonna take again. Uh, credit Sean McLaughlin for figuring out, but Edwin totally rope-a-doped him the whole game. 
fantastic yeah, stuff uh, by Edwin. That's that's a no brainer. You think he's um, the drunk uncle without a plan? Turns out he's running the barbecue. I, I think the phrase that my my family used to use for a while is just smart like a fox. You know, it, on the on the on the outside doesn't doesn't look like there's a plan, but oh yeah, there's something going on. They didn't say that about you though. They used to say dumb no, like a skunk. No, 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 no. Yeah, you were Jakey the no. skunk, dumb. The paperweight. You were called the paperweight. Yeah. Damn. Just there. Just hanging out. Around. Heavy. Tech technically has a use, but. Yeah, I know they got good uses. Essentially, any object could be this object's use. Has the paperweight become obsolete because no one really just fucks with loose paper in their office anymore? I think paperweights kind of had a hipster movement where there's like cool paperweights. I made my dad a badass paperweight when I was in kindergarten. Sure. It was like this clay, and then I took a bunch of nails and screws and just threw it in the clay, and then it was like a... Just like a rock filled with tools. Like fucking so manly. My dad right. used to drop that on his stacks of paper in his office and be like, yeah, I am a man. These yeah, are nails no, that and was in the garbage. That was in the garbage. No, he still has it because I inscribed my name and you keep things like that from your kids. Paperweights aren't obsolete. Yeah. They sell them on Amazon. I don't know who uses them. Yeah. Hipster, hipster paperweight movement. That's what I'm telling you. Talking Yanks paperweights coming out. Coming out. Um, someone in the chat says, what was your other point? Did I have another point at one point? Tough to say. Tough to say. Hopefully I remember it for the pregame show. That's the end of this one. We thank you guys very much. Uh, Leave a rating and review and whatever you want. We don't care. Just come back tomorrow and listen again. And hopefully it's another happy episode. Tune into the pregame show on YouTube slash uh, the pregame show podcast app before the game. Yankees score early tomorrow. It's going to be some weird vibes going through the stadium in Houston tomorrow. And follow Jake on Twitter because were you just doing selfies of your game mood all day? Yeah, I think it's a new thing I've stumbled into. I think it's it's my intro to acting class. That okay. uh, like basically when something happens, I wanna I wanna try to get the best emotion of Yankee Land. Like I did a. Uh, it it started the other oh it started when DJ LeMahieu dropped the pop up in Minnesota, I just because I <laughs> I just had the look on my face that I knew every Yankee f- fan had that was like, <laughs> yo what the, <laughs> I mean we're not worried about DJ but like what the fuck was that and I tweeted it out and people liked it a lot and now yeah if there's a, I think I can represent the different emotions of the Yankees fan base between like a single, a nice throw by judge, uh, a home run. So that's what I'm, it's an acting class for me. I was going through your Twitter timeline, looking at your selfies. They're cool, but this, I like this tweet. Oh, tank, you dirty girl. (laughs) I mean, after, after that first inning, um, who you're a weirdo. Yeah, a little bit. All right. Go Yanks. Tell them grams. Go Yankees.